the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up from Media Daily, an article by Aaron Baer, Consumers Spending More and Looking for Deals. Now, the part about this that I was surprised about is that consumers actually expect to spend more this holiday. It's not surprising, however, that they're looking for deals. In fact, that tends to be kind of the mantra year long, not just at the holiday. This is all based on Accenture's 10th holiday annual shopping survey in which 44% of consumers say they plan to spend more on their holiday purchases, while 42% say that they do not expect, though, to pay full price. The internet and mobile web will be major drivers of these searches for deals. Both web brooming, which is researching a product online before shopping in store, and showrooming, which is the reverse of that, will be taking place with 82% of researching online before shopping in store and 82% uh, doing uh, research in store before buying online. Did you follow me on that? Basically, that means 82% is going to be doing some type of online before shopping. Some 84% will be checking out Amazon. Now, that's also not terribly surprising, although I have to say that number is quite high. Um, Three quarters of consumers say coupons and promotions will entice them to shop at a store they haven't used in the past year, and they're willing to give up some of their personal information for discounts and coupons and loyalty card points. Um, Half of consumers will be doing the majority of their shopping online, although shipping costs and delays are major sources of frustration. So just something to be aware of, especially if you're a retailer this year, whether online or in a brick and mortar retailer. Um, Some little surprises, but a lot of it's just exactly what we expected. Our purse profile today is the Nicole Miller Network. This is a networker. This is a woman in her late 40s to 50s, self-employed, owning a small to mid-sized business, working full-time, making more than $75,000 with kids in high school and college. She's influenced by fashion magazines magazines, motivated, ambitious. She considers herself to be a workaholic. Uh, She likes to take advantage of life, do things on the spur of the moment. And what she does um, is spend money and time looking for quality items. So whether that's clothing or things for her home, she's willing to spend a little bit more for it. And she's open to trying new things. Uh, She will shop new stores and she will go out of her way to actually find new stores just for the experience. So at retail, she's shopping at Ethan Allen. Uh, Williams-Sonoma, Pier 1, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom's. She's driving a Cadillac, Toyota, and a Volvo. And she's wearing uh, Victoria's Secret, Chanel, Ralph Lauren. Uh, When it comes to media, you can find her reading, Arc Digest, People Magazine, Entrepreneur, Money, Better Homes and Garden, and First for Women. She's uh, watching cable, CNN for news, Food Network, HBO, HGTV, and TLC.
Well, my guest today knows a lot about option, how to manage it, how to protect it, and how to make it better. John P. David is the author of a brand new book, How to Protect or Destroy Your Reputation Online, The Essential Guide to Avoid Digital Damage, Lock Down Your Brand, and Defend Your Business. John David has counseled business and executives on strategic communications and marketing issues for more than 25 years, and he's developed this specialty of helping clients face online attacks because really, at the end of the day, any one of us is susceptible to that. His firm is the David PR Group, and it counsels clients in the areas of marketing, reputation, management, and PR. He's bringing his book to the Miami Book Fair next month, and I'm really thrilled to have him on to learn more about how we all can protect our reputation online. You're going to want to hear this interview. Stick around. John David joins me after the break. Her Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Literature is taking over Miami streets. Between November 13th and the 20th, downtown Miami will transform into a full-week celebration of the literary arts. More than 500-plus authors are coming to share their new work at the 2016 Miami Book Fair. The Porch is open every evening, complete with a full schedule of live music and performances, a farmer's market and cafe, food trucks, craft beer, and more. For more information on the 33rd Miami Book Fair, November 13th to the 20th at Miami-Dade College's Wolfson Campus in downtown Miami. Call 305-237-3258 or visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow Miami Book Fair on Facebook. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's, it's good for you. Really. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is John P. David, author of How to Protect or Destroy Your Reputation Online, The Essential Guide to Avoid Digital Damage, Lock Down Your Brand, and Defend Your Business. John David has counseled business and executives on strategic communications and marketing issues for more than 25 years. He's developed a specialty helping clients facing online attacks because anyone can publish negative information online without consequences, as many of you listeners may very well know. He has his own firm called the David PR Group, which counsels clients in the areas of marketing, reputation management, and PR. And he is bringing his book to the Miami Book Fair next month so everybody can talk about how to protect or destroy your reputation online. And I'm thrilled to have John David on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. You know, I feel like These days, anyone and everyone is susceptible to having their reputation hijacked online. I'm I'm assuming you probably agree with me, hence the book. Uh, But what makes someone more at risk than, say, another person, John? I think that you're right. I think everyone is is susceptible to some uh, some risk. You know, when I wrote the book, I I, I, 
uh, when the day came to, to write the introduction, and you know when you write a book, you actually write the introduction last, and you know it gives you a chance to kind of look at the whole of your book and what does it all mean, and really what my book is about is about vulnerabilities. And we all have online vulnerabilities uh, as individuals and as uh, you know, business owners as well. It's one of those things that I think that if you had to say one group was more vulnerable than others, it would be uh, business owners because there can be a, you know, an almost immediate direct impact on your bottom line uh, when, you know, when negative things are posted about a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so hard to get out from under that, which is also in your book about how we can better protect our reputation. But I guess the first thing is we should try to avoid it happening to us in the first place. Talk a little bit about that. I think there's a couple of things, you know, uh, the, 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 first, the first rule of having a good online reputation is having a good uh, offline reputation. You know, the first thing is, you know, follow the Follow the rules we all learned in kindergarten. You know, treat the way we treat our, our fellow human beings, uh, and the way we the way we the way we behave online. Uh, I think is the, really the is the first step. Uh, and then the the next thing is, is I believe that everyone should have, and this is individuals and businesses, they need to build up what I call your reputational firewall. And if you go on Google search and you type your name in. You'll see that you know content emerges on page one, page two of Google search, and the the reality is is that any person, any business, they can get control of that. Uh, they can have they can impact how they're viewed by doing simple things like you know creating your own website or registering your you know the name of your business or your your own name on you know on Twitter and other social media sites. And you should have a Facebook page. You should have a Twitter account. You should have a LinkedIn page should take advantage of all these things um, as an individual because those are very high authority. If you talk to any search engine optimization professional, they're high. Facebook ranks high. LinkedIn ranks high because so many people are on them all the time. And so you want to have, you want to register all those accounts so that when people go online looking for information about you, they find the authentic you. And if you're controlling the content on LinkedIn or Twitter, then they're going to find content that you want them to find. And the, the, the main reason I say that is because when people go research you online, most of the time they're not looking for, you know, that night that Maria did something crazy back when she was in college. You know, they're really what they're looking for is <laughs> your phone number. You know, they're looking for what's the address to this place of business. What if I want to call and order, you know, and order, and order something from this company? If they can't find your information quickly, then they're going to dig, and if they dig, then they might find something that's you know that that's, that that shouldn't be at the top. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always say, build your reputational firewall uh, if you're a business or if you're an individual. Love that, absolutely right. And I think a lot of people are resident to um, go out there and put a lot of effort into their social platforms because they feel like it's just going to be a lot of work. But at the end of the day, to your point, it's really about controlling your own reputation as much as you possibly can. And first, I think you probably need to understand what your online reputation is. So I've heard about Googling yourself. You should Google yourself, see what people are finding when they're searching. How often should we be Googling ourselves, so John? You know, I think it's something that, that as an individual or as a business, you know, uh, individuals maybe once a month, you know, take a, take a look, take a peek, see what's out there. Uh, businesses maybe once a week. 
um, and and look for you know look for things that are they're they're emerging. You know, I know there's a lot of people who say, um, you know, I just don't have time for this. You know, I don't have time to be. You know, I, I'm a business owner. Maybe you know, I get a tweet out uh, every a couple times a week. I'm, I'm I'm busy running my business. I'm doing all these things, but you have to make sure you do some of the basic things to keep track of it. And there's also uh, tools out there that can help you. And um, so you can obviously set up you know, notifications on, on social media sites. And if you use, if your company is one that will have, um, be subject to online reviews on sites like uh, Yelp or TripAdvisor or Glassdoor, sites like that, then you need to go and make sure you claim your pages. That's the first, the first rule um, of engagement when it comes to uh, online review sites is claim your listing. Some businesses actually have their Yelp listings for companies, and the companies aren't even aware of it. So you need to claim your listing, and then uh, you can set it up so that it notifies you when somebody posts about your co- about your company. And so you're, you're, you don't have to actually actively go track it. It's actually going to come right to your door, uh, you know, right to your online door when someone makes a comment. So you have to set up all those set up all the different tools that are readily available that are free for the most part and um, and, and it'll help you keep track of things. Mm-hmm. To your point, again, it's about being proactive and active and vigilant and owning as much of that as you possibly can. And yet, let's say you do all of that and you still have some challenges out there when you Google yourself. Um, there, there are ways to outshout those negative postings, John, and you talk about them in your book. Um, you call it suppression. Explain a little bit about how you implement a suppression campaign. And when we talk about suppression, we're not talking about just going dark or going off the grid, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things there. Like One is that, like back to a point I was making a moment ago, which is that you really don't get to be off the grid. You know, Being mm-hmm. off the grid is a mistake because... If you don't have an online reputation, if you don't have information online, then you're actually making it easier for something negative to crawl its way up search results. So that's that's part of it. The other thing is that when something is something when there is something negative, I think there's a lot more that you can do than just outshout it, like you said. And um, the the reality is there's more to online reputation management than just suppression. It gets a lot of uh, it's it's a lot of people believe when they hear the term online reputation management they think that that's what it's all about burying negative content pushing negative content down but I believe there's a lot more to it the first thing is that every situation is a little bit different so it, it, I I believe you need to analyze an online reputation situation and look at it and see exactly what's happening now is this is there a, a negative story that's on a news site. Or is it on a blog that's controlled by an individual? Or is there something negative posted on a message board that's run by a company? And then you have to look at what your options are. The first option, believe it or not, is to ask the website to take it down. Now, now that's not going to work if it's a negative story in the New York Times. Right. But if there's a negative piece that's written about you on a message board that's controlled by a big corporation, and it's it's, it's mean and nasty or it's inaccurate or it's just false, you can reach out to that company, reach out to that, that organization and ask them to take it down. I've done it and oftentimes it works. Now, if it's an individual blog, you may have a, you may have a harder time. But the first thing I we need to do is not think about burying it because when you bury it, it's still there. So if someone's really checking you out, someone's really researching you, like they, it's time, you know, you're, you're going to make a leap to a big job or 
you're trying to get your first job, or you're trying to get into college, and you know you're really going to be researched, then you know the suppression campaign only goes so far. So the first the first rule is try to get it taken down. And believe it or not, if you ask the right person, a lot of times that works. Now the second thing is um, that you can do a you know a campaign to push down bury or bury negative results. And what what this is is that you create positive content, positive information about you or about your company, and publish that online with the hopes that it will get it will get published higher than the negative stuff and that the idea will be that negative information will get pushed down. The downside is, like I said before, is that you push it down, it's still there. And also, Google is uh, run by really, really smart people. And um, and they don't like to they don't like to have their results appear to be you know gamed in any way, and so they've they've created um, you know they've made additions to their algorithm and the way that they uh, they they produce search results and they they've worked around a lot of these issues you know that you can't just throw up something some plain benign piece of content and expect that it's going to push down something that's being you know published on a government website or something like that. So um, that's the that's the second way, um, and then the third way is to do what I call the covert ops of uh, reputation management, and that's where you uh, look for some some consultants, and we we work with some some folks who have some special skills who really understand how how search results work, and they've uh, had some success in getting things removed at either the hosting level or de-indexed from search results and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's a highly specialized area right there. Um, so, you know, you mentioned major media outlets. Very difficult, of course, to have that pushed down. Government uh, post is also a difficult one, too, isn't it? If the government, if you show up in, let's say, an attorney general review or in a lawsuit that they're pressing or something like that, that's, that's really difficult, isn't it? Absolutely, it's um, it it really comes down to online authority, and uh, online authority is a, is very is a very interesting thing the way it's measured, and um, so when you have news that's published, you know, news releases about you know an individual or a corporation, and it's published on, you know, on um, the Department of Justice website, or it's published on the SEC website, or it's published on a you know a state uh, government website. That's information that is that is has high authority with search engines, and one that uh, it you know those those are things that they confound a lot of a lot of people. You know they make them they made a mistake they may have made a mistake decades ago they got into trouble, and then this is still something that pops up you know years later, and uh, and oftentimes those are the kind of calls that we get uh, from folks who you know are just perplexed by this whole thing, and they you know they're it's a it goes back to kind of the first, the very first question. You know, you have to be really careful with with what you do in your life. You got to follow mm-hmm. the rules, and you know, sometimes you end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. We dealt with plenty of folks like that as well, who have you know negative information online that really had nothing. To, they didn't really do anything wrong. They just end up kind of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, yeah, those are probably the most frustrating, I would imagine. So, in that suppression campaign that you talked about, the the number two of the three things that one might be able to do. What are the tools that are the most effective? You talk about content, positive content, but but how, where? I think that the the first the first thing is to look at the 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 the, the big websites that we all have access to. 
So uh, I always give the the uh, example of Warren Buffett. You know, one of the, the depending on the day, you know, the the first, second, or third richest man in the world, right? And uh, Warren Buffett has uh, you know is, has corporations all around you know that, are, that cover the cover the globe and uh, is uh, widely quoted and is in news stories all over the place. If you if you Google Warren Buffett, I think in the you know one of the top it, Certainly on the first page of search results, you find his Twitter account. And uh, and Warren Buffett, last time I checked, he had you know something like you know ten tweets in you know and and in over the span of a couple of years. So he he tweets a couple times a year, but it's a high authority website, and actually Warren Buffett's Twitter account outperforms his you know bio page on Berkshire Hathaway's website. So you have to go and use the tools that are in front of you. So you you, you should have a Twitter account. You can, and, and if you get a Twitter account and start posting on it, that can climb an authority and help you push negative stuff down. Same thing with Facebook, same thing with LinkedIn, same thing with Pinterest, all those things. If you go and, and engage a you know, consultant to help you with a suppression campaign, they'll, they'll look at uh, creating blog sites and uh, YouTube channels and Vimeo channels and things like that. And again, uh, what all those sites have in common is that they're high authority with the search engines. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes it becomes this a bit of a game to be quite quite honest with you. It becomes you know what can I create that'll try to push the negative thing down? What can I publish that will over time hopefully outperform this negative thing? And that's where what's happened is in our industry is that the uh, and you know you have a marketing and PR background, so you you know this that you know years ago and you know I'm, I'm in my late 40s. I went to journalism school in the 1980s. You know, reputation management was a term that was in the in the PR lexicon. You know, as mm-hmm. part of of viewing of how we view uh, you know how we view a company. And then post internet, the uh, the term reputation management kind of got hijacked from us and it left the PR world. And now it's really synonymous with this idea of suppression or pushing down or burying information. So, um, I, I you know I, like I said before, I, I believe there's lots of other things you can do before you just jump into suppression. But what's what's going to happen with those companies and what they're going to do if they, if they help you out is they're going to be looking to create a lot of benign content um, that uh, that may or may not work, you know, may or may not push the negative thing down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in hearing a couple of examples uh, that you might have um, working with clients on those kinds of campaigns. But we're going to have to wait till after the break. So everybody stick around. More from John David on managing your reputation online when we return her strings we'll be right back after a word from our advertisers is your website hacked is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly even if there are no signs of malicious activity your site may still be compromised Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. 
Ebrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. Ebrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. Ebrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. Ebrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. I've been talking today with John David, author of How to Protect or Destroy Your Reputation Online, The Essential Guide to Avoid Digital Damage, Lock Down Your Brand, and Defend Your Business. John David has his own consultancy called the David PR Group that does a lot of this work for his clients and has for the past 25 years. We bring you this book to the Miami Book Fair next month, and we've been learning a lot today about might be able to remove kind of not so great things about yourself online. Uh, One is just to ask for it to be removed. One is to launch a suppression campaign, which is to flood the marketplace with great content. And the other is to bring in what I like to call a fixer. I don't know that John David calls it a fixer, but a search engine expert that might be able to help you on the on the back end of some things. Um, John, you've done a lot of this work. Can you share an example or or two about how maybe one or two of these approaches has worked for your clients? Absolutely. Um, I can give you I can kind of give you one of each. I mean the first example and one of the first things that I did uh, in this in this field was a message board posting on a uh, was a message board in the uh, hunting and fishing world, you know, outdoor recreation world. And there was a, 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 a disgruntled uh, consumer had written a number of posts uh, about a company and posted them on a, on a message board. And this message board turned out to be uh, run by uh, a pretty large corporation. And after we analyzed it, we realized that this, this post, which was, caught, which was costing my client a lot of money, I mean, my client determined that he, he believed that that this negative information cost him about $80,000 mm. in revenue. And, uh, and so he wanted to see it, see it removed. And what we ended up doing was going directly to the corporation that was at the top of the food chain for this message board. And it took a little bit of digging, but we found, found our way to it. And it's a pretty big company and uh, with a, that has, a, has its own you know, pretty solid reputation in the, in the you know, outdoor recreation world. And we reached out to them and, and pointed out the fact that this, there was a post on this message board uh, uh, that they controlled, that was controlled by one of, their, one of their, their divisions. And it was pretty close to being, you know, online defamation. And, uh, and, and we also explained to them that we, don't be- we didn't believe that this type of post was what they should be talking about on their message board. Um, and they took it down. You know, and this is something that had that that had been perplexing our client for uh, for months, if not almost a year. And so, finding the right person to talk to, looking at each individual link, not just looking at the whole problem, but looking at yes, yeah, sometimes just to go down right to that level of each individual link, we were able to 
research that particular link, research the, the specifics of it, and find, a, uh, and, and find a solution that worked. So that's one. The other is that we had a client who got himself into some hot water. He, um, you know, he went to uh, you know, a single guy who um, you know, was out looking for, some, looking for a good time, and uh, you know, he called on the wrong kind of person for that. Mm, get my drift. Okay? I do. It's something that's, that's, you know, it's legal in parts of Nevada, but not so much in other parts of the country. And, uh, and he got caught up in, a, in a, basically a, a sting operation, and, um, and, and his, there was a story about him in the, in the local newspaper, uh, and it was impeding his ability to, to, to get work, you know, because he, he turned out to be that this guy was a contract worker, and he would get new jobs every six, eight months, and he was really freaking out. And, you know, I believe that, you know, one mistake in your life, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't ruin it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so... So we helped him out, and that was a, an, an example where we did a lot of suppression work, where we did we created a lot of positive content for him, and we tried to really take advantage of his name, and we created YouTube sites for him, and Vimeo sites for him, and a blog site for him, and we bolstered his LinkedIn profile and his Twitter page and his Facebook page, and uh, eventually the negative information for was 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 pushed off of page one, and uh, he was able to later. Uh, after he went through his his uh, his his process with the court system, to actually go back to a pretty major newspaper in the U.S. and show them that he had you know basically followed everything he was supposed to do according to the court, and that he was that they were going to expunge this this offense from his record, and um, they removed they de-indexed the story from from search results. Mm. So he's he's pretty clean by comparison to where he was when he first started with us. Um, and, and again, it's, you have to, it's sometimes you have to make a judgment. You say, this guy, you know, he did he made one mistake. Um, does he deserve, does he, does he, does he deserve to have it follow him for the rest of his life? And we didn't think so. So we helped him, we helped him clean it up. Well, I'm sure he is very, very happy with that result because now he can go about his life and not have that showing up in a Google search. And speaking of of Google searches, you know, even if you're not lucky uh, or fortunate enough to be able to hire you to help uh, fix that problem, if you are trying to push stuff down, you know, how deep do people really go? And I know that can vary from entity to entity depending on what they're searching for. But in general, I mean, do you think people's patience level is a couple of pages or is it more like a dozen deep? I think it depends on the situation and what you're searching for. You know, I think that, um, I think for the most part, when someone's researching a person or a business, they're typically looking for something pretty simple. They're looking for your phone number. They're looking for your address. They're looking for, you know, what are your store hours, things like that. And so I think that we have to make sure that all of that information is really easily found online, you know, multiple from, on multiple websites, number one. Um, because, for the mo- like I said, for the most part, people are just looking for simple stuff. But if you're um, and and there's there's lots of surveys out there. This gets this has been researched many times, and they'll they'll I've seen you know 90% of searches don't go past page one, or 86% don't go past page one, or something like that, and you know 95% don't go past page five, and all all those things. Um, but the difference is that if you're really being researched, if if you're if you're a candidate for a major job, or if you're uh, if if you're um, being checked out to to be, become you know, be on the board 
of a of a company or a charity, or you know you're a candidate to uh, you know to uh, you know marry the daughter of uh, of a very uh, uh, con- a very conscientious father. You know they may go past you know way past page page one or two and see mm-hmm. what's out there. So I think you need to check and and be aware of of where where things stand. You know you know you know ten pages deep on Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could talk to you for a very long time about this, John, because I think this is an issue that plagues a lot of people out there. Um, so I'm going to let everyone know where to go reach uh, John David, davidpr.com. But before you leave, can you give us three tips, just three little tips uh, that would help us manage our reputation online? Absolutely. For individuals, the first one is to build your reputational firewall. Google yourself, check, make sure that you know your your information, the, the basics about you are easily found. That's for, for for individuals. That's one tip. The second tip is for uh, for businesses, and that's that you need to be aware of online review sites, and you have to engage with the community on online review sites. It starts by claiming your profiles on big review sites like Yelp, TripAdvisor, Angie's List, uh, Glassdoor, sites like that. And the third tip is to realize that every online reputation problem issue is a little bit different. And so there's different solutions for different problems. You need to research it deeply because there are, a lot of, there are a lot of companies out there that are really just sort of selling one solution. And I believe there's multiple. And that's really the reason why I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And it is a great book, and I, I do encourage everyone who has an interest in this to read it. I've read it. I found it incredibly insightful. Again, it's called How to Protect or Destroy Your Reputation Online, The Essential Guide to Avoid Digital Damage, Lock Down Your Brand, and Defend Your Business. And again, John David will be at the Miami Book Fair next month talking about this book, but you can also learn more about him and his company at davidpr.com. John, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks, Maria. Yeah, it's been very, very insightful. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 